begin looking at verses 19 to 23. I'd like to read for us this passage, starting actually at verse 18, and uh, kind of give the context. It's Paul's prayer, and we're going to be picking up on the second half of that prayer this morning. So listen to what he writes here. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Let's pray. Father, this has been such a wonderful study already. As we have been working our way through this letter to the Ephesians, which was really to the church at large, to all of us as well. And it's hard for us to even grasp in our mind the scope of what you are talking about here. It, it stretches our imagination to think of what you are preparing for us in the future and the blessings that are already ours today because of Christ. So, Father, would you today, by your Holy Spirit, just guide me in the words that I share, and would you speak to our hearts and help us to catch a glimpse again of what you are doing in our lives and what you are preparing for us so that we might live in a way that honors you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just before World War II, in the town of Itasca, Texas, a terrible tragedy took place. There was a school fire that took the lives of 263 students. There was hardly a family in the town that was not touched by this devastating tragedy. The school actually remained closed during those years of the war. Students were bused to other neighboring communities. And then once the war was done and people were returning back to their normal lives, they began to build a new school. This time, they were going to make sure that something like this would never happen again. And so they bought the most expensive kind of fire protection system that they could install at that time. Civic pride was high, and there were honor students who were asked to give tours of the building so that people could see the new sprinkler system and all the precautions that they had taken. Well, the years went by, and about seven years later, as the town had continued to grow, they needed to do an expansion on that school, and they added a new wing. And in the process of building on that wing, they discovered something shocking, that the fire system had never been connected. You know, all the resources in the world aren't going to make a difference if you're not connected. And sadly, the same thing can happen to us as Christians. God is telling us in this passage and in the uh, 
verses that we've been looking at prior to this, just all the blessings that we have in Christ, all of the spiritual blessings that are ours, all of the resources that are available to us as members of the body of Christ. But it won't make any difference at all if we aren't vitally connected to him in the word, in prayer, in fellowship, walking in obedience to what he's asked. Last week, when Pastor Jason shared in his message, he talked about the first part of this verse, where Paul prayed that our eyes would be open to see and understand how much God has given us in Christ. And Pastor Jason shared that we are people of hope with an incredible future awaiting us, all of the blessings of heaven. We are people of worth, that we are God's inheritance. And that's one of the most difficult kind of concepts to illustrate or have us even fathom in our mind that God values us so much that he would consider us his inheritance. You know, we tend to think we're the ones that are benefiting, and we are. But God loves us so much. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And that's why he wants to prepare a place where one day we will be with him forever. But we are also people of power. In fact, he tells us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that is at work in you and me. And we're going to talk about that power.